0: hamstring is what killed me like pulling my hamstring running the floor up is what really killed me because I started to turn it on before that happened but I still felt like I was like man I feel like I'm doing everything I can welcome
1: back to the compound podcast presented by Parse Rum this is episode 42 43 43 Three.
2: I only know it because when you send us the text to join the chat, it says the number
1: forty-three, uh, featuring Steven Souza Junior. Junior.
3: This is a long-awaited one.
1: I am very one excited. that's been talked about for a while. It's been on the books for a little while. Yeah, we had to we had to get him back from the Dominican um, so that we can actually interview him. We'll be excited to hear about his uh, adventures in the Dominican, maybe some of his Cubs experiences, the dugout antics. Mm-hmm. Everybody will get to hear Steven Seuss's wonderful personality.
2: Which I feel like, like I said before, is not very well known that he has such a great personality. No, it, it's underrated. It's, it's a secret.
1: Yes. We should touch on the fact that Parse is the best sponsor ever. They are. Got a little Christmas gift from them. Sent some Parse out, sent some hats. Just, just getting a package in the mail from Parse made me so happy.
2: And a handwritten note, too. It was. It was a handwritten note. That goes a uh, He said that he wants us to go down to Columbia and play a Ryder Cup against like him and Pudge Rodriguez. I was just like, I'm all in. Like, I'll do it. I got Zach and Ian on my team, so I like my chances.
1: The compound is all in on a trip to Columbia. I mean, imagine the content of the off-season oh Colombian excursion. Well, that's the thing. I don't know if it'd be able to happen this year, but
2: at some point – We'll have to make that happen.
1: Maybe we can drink an entire bottle of Parse and then plant a tree in Colombia.
2: In Colombia, yes. I don't hate the idea. I don't hate it. I'm in on it.
1: Zach, how do you feel about the Jets winning a football game?
3: <laughs> I, it's it's both. I have both mixed feelings. You should take. No, taken I don't him. want to hear it from you because you've even said, as a fan of a team, you can never root for your team to lose. No
2: in this case yes no. in this case no. yes you root to lose
3: nope no i don't nope
2: well enjoy I, I don't I, even know who's p- supposed to go number two in the draft i don't even know i have no clue it's trevor lawrence and the then everybody tackle
3: else. from the offensive tackle from oregon
2: bring him. You, you just got a top offense tackle
3: yeah make them both and then build and have sam a right and tackle you're gonna
2: spend a second overall pick on a right tackle that makes no sense. He a to the great
3: of China in front of Sam Darnold. Hey, he can
2: protect Sam Darnold. He still ain't going to throw it to an open receiver. He's going to throw it to a defender because he stinks.
3: Nope. 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 Congrats
2: on your win, though. You know?
3: Thanks, man. Hey, all of us can't have victory Mondays.
2: Hope it was worth it.
3: It was yeah. worth it.
2: But at what cost? At what? That's cost? fine.
1: Let's move. Let's move past football. The baseball offseason is moving at a snails pace. <laughs> there, there, there's been not like I'm literally waiting for something to happen, like some
2: big name to go off the board. I, has there been a single signing in the past 3 weeks? No. I, I don't know of anybody that's gotten a contract.
1: It I mean there had, nothing's happened and nothing will happen until early January if that.
2: The only thing I did see, the only news I've seen on baseball wise is John Heyman tweeting about you, Darvis, possibly being available in trade? Which I'm not sure I believe.
1: That sounds like pure clickbait to that
2: me. That just sounds, that sounds like, like, but that sounds like saying like you could anybody the Dodgers, Mookie Betts, like if someone offers you a trade for somebody, what are you going to hang up the like? You're going to hear what they say and be like, well, if they offer me six guys that have been all stars, I'm probably going to say
1: yes. Yeah, that's like that's like the Angels making Trout available.
2: Yeah, it, but if someone comes in and says, we'll give you Mookie Betts, Cody Bellinger, Max Muncie, Will Smith, like then they're probably like, I think we have to do that. Like That's five starting players.
1: But it doesn't exist. It doesn't yeah. exist and it won't happen. Let's bring Sir Steven on and talk to him about the Steven Souza experience. Here we are with 2017 April 23rd AL Player of the Week. Steven Sousa
0: Jr. Steven! Let's That's rolling. That's rolling back the clock right there, boys.
1: Sousa, I need to know what your stats were for that week.
0: Ooh. Um,
1: Was it like five homers? Did you, yeah. did you bang off of one team? Who are you playing?
0: We played the Tigers, the Astros, and the Blue Jays that week. And I went – I think I got three hits in three games that, that week. Um, and then like how many days? So I got to add up the days. I think I got a hit every day and I went two for on three other days. So I That's hit like. Match.
1: So you're hitting yeah. like well over 500.
0: No, because some of them were like two for five, you know, and then I think there was a one for four. No. So I went to three hits, three times, two hits, two times. And then over, I think twice. I think it was something like that, because it was like it was like four ten with like four homers, fifteen RBIs, and something like that.
1: That's a beautiful week.
0: Yeah, oh, I, got a, I got a G Shock. Oh, thank you, MLB. <laughs> <laughs> G- what That's a again.
1: Think time. time. There's only there's like not that many weeks in the season, so you know they can't
0: be giving out too many G Shocks. Right. I get it. I get it. Custom color. It was red. Still have it, you know.
1: Have I didn't get anything. I got a piece of paper. You got nothing. No, they didn't. I didn't even know if I have the piece of like I don't even think I got the piece of paper. Wow. To commemorate it, at least you get. I think because mine was two years later, so at that point MLB probably had run out of money for the B-shock
0: Fund was all. (laughs) There was nothing left. He'll never know. We'll just slide in this paper. It's the last week of the season, like it's fine. It was the last week of the season thing where they were like ah, there's a lot going on there.
1: Stephen. when did you get back from the DR?
0: Uh, Monday. So I was going to come back last Monday. So I was going to come back that Friday, but my son's birthday was on Tuesday and, um, it was miserable down there. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I thought, I, I thought you meant your son's birthday was miserable. <laughs> <I'm> almost, <laughs> my son's birthday was awesome. Okay. Dakota. Um, <laughs> But it was, it was a grind down there. I was like, do I want to grind down here for four more days or do I want to go spend my son's birthday with him? And I was like, you know what? I'll, I flipped a coin and it landed on birthday. And so I went.
3: Did you have any post-game celebrations? I've seen a bunch of those, those videos surfacing on Twitter.
0: Yeah, we had one where um, the trainer there – and I thought it was like this real star. Like I thought it was like a, mo- like a singer, a Dominican singer in our locker room. And – one of the players grabs a mic and, like, introduces this guy. And all the players gather around in this corner. And it's, like, of course, like, right next to my locker. Why wouldn't it be? And um, he, this guy walks out. He's got, like, this, like, suit jacket on and, like, these shades and, like, this headband. I'm, like, oh, sick. And he's he's singing. And it's just an instrumental. So I'm, like, oh, man, this is, t- like, tight. So I'm, like, I asked the guys. I'm, like, who is this? They're like, oh, it's the trainer. <laughs> I said what? Yes, yeah, it's, it's trendy. He likes to sing. I go. Why are you guys circling him? They had their cameras out. Like this is a star. That was pretty funny. He did that like twice. That was the the most. But no, uh, no Undertaker like Flag Guerrero Jr.'s doing down there. But
1: did um. did the, the Jr. kill it? Was he like really good?
0: Yeah, he was sick. <laughs> he killed it. That's why I thought he was legit. Because I was just like, man, this guy's good. Like he could make it in the states. You know, how long? How long were you down there playing? I got there on November 27th and I left on the 14th. So like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah, it was sick. It's really fun. It's a fun experience to like get out of bed and then try and hit 98 in your first at bat after you haven't played in three months, and then go into. <laughs> 13 innings to play that game like that is it's, it's fun <laughs> it's so much fun what position were you playing were you playing left right i played left and i asked the coach at one point i was like hey uh just quick question like um are you playing me in left because i like because i can't you don't think i can throw anymore or what and he's like no it's just kind of like a thing down here like apparently like like some guys like they just played out like if you're latino you play right field down there like a thing i don't know like they you you don't play shortstop like there's no american shortstops. like first base left field dh yeah that's all you can do you can play the corners yeah
1: so how many american guys were on your team
0: we had um one two three position players and then like four pitchers like four american pitchers um and i think three of them were starters and then two of them were out of the pen. Uh, Dakota, you remember Dermody? Oh, Dermody, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he showed up like the second to last day before I left. He's like he, the nicest guy of all time. Nicest guy. And he was it looked like he was in the jungle. Like he thought he was in the jungle. He just didn't know what to do, where to go. He, he didn't he, like he, it. I don't know. I'm, he was just like so lost. It looked like he was like in center field trying to find the bullpen, you know?
3: <laughs> What's it like after the game, like off the field there?
0: you just had to go back is kind of like the season. Like you just had to go back to the hotel only like there was no hot water. So like wear it, you know? And then there was tarantulas crawling around our hotel. So that was cool. That was fun. Felt like Jurassic park. <laughs> um,
3: Bro, what?
0: Yes. There's a, like a dead tarantula. Like I'm not exaggerating like that big on the basketball court. Nope. There. I'm out. I'm out. I'm I'm there one day and I'm gone. If that's the case. Oh man, there was like five of them. It was That's crazy. Insane.
1: Did oh. you maintain um, any of your pregame rituals? In- I couldn't
0: any of them. No, none of them. No. That's it, why I think I didn't hit very well down there. I couldn't do anything. Like I had to show up and then just hit in the game. What Nothing. about no, B, no BP? I couldn't take a swan dive into a pool. Nothing.
1: I would like you. I would like for you to tell the people about your pregame pool routine because it's um, one of my favorite it's one of my favorite yeah. personal routines that i've ever witnessed
0: yeah no for sure um well it started in arizona you know um they got mad at me there for doing it too but uh you know i just really like to like get my joints loose and you know feel like i'm getting into the competitive spirit and there's no you know no better competitor i think for america than michael phelps you know so i try and put myself in his shoes you know what he's like walking up to the olympics What would Michael Um, do? It's exactly the way I think about it. You know, I'm just kind of running that through my mind. What would Michael do right here? Um, And a lot of people think about Michael Jordan, but I I like Michael Phelps, you know. So, um, you know, I kind of get my speedo on. Um, I do my stretches, you know, once I line up here, make sure my lats are loose. Um, Usually I have a teammate, you know, or someone um, give me a horn, so I know when the clock starts and I take a nice swan dive and do a couple laps in the pool. Um, and this tra- year that, were, that was Kipness this year? That was Jason. Jason was my horn guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, you actually do this? I actually do this. The only problem is usually training staffs. They, they're not fond of me because it creates like a big like mess, you know. I got to clean it up. Um, and unfortunately in Chicago – they would put all of their road equipment next to the pool. And I did this for like, what, two months while I was there? Yeah, Yeah. And they wouldn't move it. So it was just getting soaked every time. And I was just like, sorry, guys. It's just what I do. I got to lock it in, you know. And you do this every game? Uh, not every game, but when I'm like, you know, when I need that, like pick me up, like to lock it in or like for the boys, you know, we go and get mm-hmm. it. I
1: love so that. So in Wrigley, the hydro room, you know, you walk in and the long pool, the bigger pool is closest to the windows that separate the training room from the hydro room. And then you have the hot tub and cold tub. And so Kipnis would be in the hot tub, kind of just relaxing, getting ready. And then you would have Suze dive into the bigger pool, and it would be such a splash (laughs) that the water would go up and hit the glass that (laughs) separated the training room from the hydro room. So the trainers would be stretching somebody, and you would just see this big splash come and hit the glass. (laughs) (laughs) PJ hated
2: me. I was going to say, I bet the trainers did not enjoy it very much. No, Franch did. Franch
0: loved it. Franch liked it.
1: Yeah. yeah, And so I, one of the trainers would kind of like stick their head in and Stephen would be on the outside of the pool being like, we're going to catch whoever did this.
0: I swear. <laughs> that made him more mad because he would, Some sometimes they would be in there and sometimes they wouldn't. Most of the time I did it when they weren't in there. And so for a while PJ didn't know it was me. And so I was like, I somebody came in here and it was just, it was, there's water like on the ceiling PJ and I'm sick of it. Like, I'm not putting up with it around here and I'm going to find out I'm a leader in this place and I'm going to find out who did that. We're going to catch him. Yeah. We're going to catch that guy and we're going to sit him down in front of you, PJ. He's like, all right, all right. Yeah. And he believed you. No, no, no I think, <laughs> I think eventually he caught on, but for a little bit, he, I think he was like, yeah, I don't know. And then I blamed it on Caitlin that one time. <laughs> Our massage therapist. Our massage therapist. <laughs> I said, Caitlin, she just like, she said she needed to jump, you know, like, I, <laughs> She I don't know. I tried to stop her, but she just, she did what she got to do.
1: There's there's also a wonderful video of you and Kipnis in the dugout. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Of you, of Kipnis over the railing and you
0: clapping his legs together. That was an all-time all, all video, video of the year. I don't even know. Like, 2020 was so strange. Like, I don't remember half the stuff I did, but you know, it was just about, like, bringing energy. And then Kipnis, for some reason, like, put his whole body over the fence and was clapping like a seal. And I was like, man, what a great opportunity to clap his feet right now, you know? <laughs> what pe- what people don't know is I was actually spiking him with his own spikes, and he, he got, he got down. He was like, ow. He's, like, bleeding from his cleats, but it's for the boys. Like, you do whatever yeah. you yeah. can for the boys when you're grinding, you know? I mean, I'd gu- I don't remember, but I'd guarantee you guys won that game easily, at least two to one. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: uh, I, I said this, I said this many times, pre or post post Souza. P.S. Post Souza. Yeah. I said the energy that you brought to our dugout and to our locker room was so incredible, and I asked for a stat comparison from. uh when you were on the team and when you were not on the team, <laughs> no, you didn't. From offensive standpoint, I actually saw it tweeted once, and it was like it was like a hilarious difference between our offense before and after you were like on. It, the was,
0: team. it was better when you got when I left. No. No, no, no. <laughs> no, it was
3: better when you were there.
0: See, and rough. I, I had this false sense of security because I was like, look, I'm contributing here, you know, like I'm not doing great on the field, but I feel like I'm bringing it. And then Theo's like, hey, man, take a hike. <laughs> You gotta do, go. You, do you want to talk about uh, the breakup? The, the yeah. breakup when <laughs> yeah. the double, in the middle of a doubleheader? Yeah, no. So, so, which is strange, right? Like, it's, No. like it, It's absurd. It's if you
1: everywhere. look up the number of times that that's happened, it can't be more than a hand. Like, that never happens.
0: And I'm like, look, I've been in the league for seven years. I'm like, this is extremely disrespectful, guys. Um, but, look. 2020 was crazy, and, like, the stuff that everyone had to do, it's whatever. Like, I don't hold it against anyone. But, like, you know, during the season, it was like if I punched out twice, I was getting taken out. And so I punched out twice, and I was like, okay. And and Wright, like, it was, like, big situations. Like, I punched out with the bases loaded, and then I think I punched out with, like, runners on first and second. So I was like, man, I suck again, you know. So I need to go clean it up. And I'm like, all right, let me lock in for game two because there's a chance. And then they call me in, and I'm like, what's, uh, what's going on here? And they're like, hey, uh, we're going to have to let you go. And I said, no, I'm going to have to let you go. Stop. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, man. I, I was just frustrated because – you know, really the hamstring is what killed me. Like pulling my hamstring running the yeah. floor is what yep. really killed me because I started to turn it on before that happened. Um, but I still felt like I was like, man, I feel like I'm doing everything I can. And this was only like my second game back from the DL. And I felt like it was just an unfair situation. And and with the I, shortened season, everything was so compressed. And you had
1: 20 at-bats at that point, maybe? Yeah. I think I
0: think twenty seven is what I finished with, and I'm like, if I go, let's just say I went, what would happen if I would have hit uh, that grand slam? Would that would that have happened? You know, like, yeah, that that's my question is like, were you waiting for something to see? Like, I don't know, it was just a, a strange situation, but but man, on a side note, like, one of one of the best times I've ever had in baseball with a group of guys that like. It, it was so sad for me because I enjoyed that team so much. Like getting, getting let go is like, that, that sucks. Like nobody wants to be a part of that. But like, if it would have been a horrible year with like guys I didn't enjoy, had been like, all right, just move on. Right. Like no big deal. But I loved like so many people there, like and quickly and like bonded with a lot of guys. And that's what really hurt me was like, man, I I'm genuinely going to miss this team right now. Cause yeah. I genuinely like these people.
1: That was so that and that was right, kind of right before the trade deadline, correct?
0: I think it was like the day after and we had just got day in day camp.
1: After, so we just maybe we just got Jose Martinez. Yes, and it was just after something like that, right? So like we we had this group who had gone through spring training together, had gone through the entire shutdown together, essentially. And then you get through the first month of the season, we're in first place, we're rolling. You have this group that's meshing so well. And then in between double headers, literally we walk in. I think we just lost, and we, we did. walked. In. It was my fault, and it was no. <laughs> it was. <laughs> we just lost, and we were. And it was against the Cardinals, so we were trying to get back on track to to win game two. And then somebody came up to me and was like, "We just really Souza." I'm like, "What the." F-? what the fuck we're not in between games and we're trying what are we doing yeah. and so and so that was uh that was like the beginning of the kind of the group that had gone through the whole thing together and the first piece of that coming apart which was just a crazy like time that we all got to spend together and you're right like the group was so tight-knit and got together so well and had the experience so much and been through so much in 2020 even not know not being together for that much time but that that camaraderie and having to spend all the time in the hotel together and that closeness
0: yeah and i think it's what like when we got off to such a great start and in all facets of the game like we were pitching we were hitting and it's because we like made it a a point to like we are not going to let this season give a reason to complain and we're just going to enjoy uh each other in the game and like it's one thing to say that right and then it can go bad but like We did, and we had, like, bad games, good games, but we it felt like we were constantly like this, enjoying each other. And that's, for me, like, that's what championship, like, baseball is, and that's, like, why I play the game. And so for it to get taken away like that when you've waited to, like, be a part of, like, a team like that, was that was difficult, you know. Uh, But, Jed, I'll still sign. I'll sign back if you can just, you know, we can make up, Jed, and I'll come back. Don't twist my arm.
1: We're all on the Steven Souza twenty twenty one trend.
0: I'm coming back, boys.
2: All right. It was definitely it was definitely noticeable, like, how much fun you guys had because like we could hear it, me and Zach, like watching a game. Like you can hear the dugout chirping, like didn't you guys even get into it with a couple other teams because you guys would like chirp loud like just having fun? Like that's just
0: part of it. Oh yeah. Danny definitely tried to fight me.
1: Steve Steven was the number
0: one contributor to Yes. Trying to start fights. <laughs> being a little being a little too loud in the dugout. <laughs> a little too aggressive at times, for sure. But, but it was I mean, mo- more than, more than not, it was to guys I knew, except for yeah. Danny Duffy. What happened with that? I can't remember, but it wasn't it was something well, I said something about a pitcher that was He said something about a young guy. Yeah. Like and
1: on the on the Royals, uh who was either making his debut or one of his first few starts.
0: But he came from like high A.
1: Like yeah. he, he
0: skipped like double A, triple A and yeah. I had said like, send him back to high A, you know? And then I was like, all right, that's too far. I'm sorry. And I said guys, that out loud. Guys.
1: He did. He, he did. You can like, You only hear the really loud, bad chirp. And the, Steven would do this type of stuff all the time. Like he would say something. And then as soon as it would come out of his mouth, he'd be like,
0: my bad guys. too far. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. And I, I told that to the guy out loud. I was like, hey, you're still good. I'm sorry. That was too far. Too far. But then, like, Danny Duffy, like, lost it after that. like.
1: Which just just trying to be a good teammate, trying to protect his guy. But it got a little – but that's that's the type of stuff that in a normal season you would never hear. Yeah. And in the 2020 season – You heard everything. You heard everything, and it would get a little out of hand. And you'd be like, yeah. no, I didn't mean it. it. We were just trying to have fun over here. And yes. it's like, well, I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. You're going to die. <laughs> um, but it was – man, that was fun. What a – the the best thing ever was starting Rizzo's walk up song. That was all you. I know, but like it's one thing for me to do it, but that's when I knew it was gonna be a fun season. Is like I did it in Cincinnati, and everybody joined in, and we just all started singing it, and then it gradually got more like intense. And then t- Swarber was doing this on the sideline, you know. Teams hated that too. Hated that too. It.
1: So that was. Whenever Riz would walk, Riz has this very distinct walk-up at regularly that he's had for five years at least now. Yeah. And so when he would come up at home or on the road, or I guess on the road specifically because there is no walk-up music, Stephen would start clapping and he would sing his walk-up song for the <laughs> and like loud, so both teams could hear it. And we I would the, the whole out would be clapping. Would be Stephen would be singing, and other teams were like. What the fuck are you <laughs> doing? Every first step bat of the game.
2: Oh man, that's one of those like if you're on the team, you you love it and it's hilarious. If you. you're on the other team, you're like, what's this guy doing? This guy's <laughs> tired,
1: you know. Yeah, the Reds hated it. The Brewers have always hated his walk-up song. They've always tried to mimic it. So but like, that's the best part.
2: Go ahead, piss them off. Like,
1: why not? It was that. That was the. Th- it, that was the type of year it was. It was literally like we were playing like a little league team.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like in no other circumstance would we do that because in Wrigley Field, you've got the best fans in baseball and they they bring the energy, but you had to figure out a way to not go through the mundane days of going back to your jail cell and then coming to the field, you know, Mm -hmm. and it was, it was fun. And I had guys like texting me from other teams, like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm enjoying 2020. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, literally. And they, they 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 found like once I once we explained like what we were doing like they were like oh that's sick well we're dead over here so it's not like you guys
2: were doing it to be dicks to other teams it's like it's just we're just having fun like yeah it's not mean
1: no, no I can't imagine being in an environment that was because like we felt it the first couple inter squad games that we played with no crowd noise at Wrigley just us against each other we were like it was fun. This is Yeah, this is tough. (laughs) (laughs) It was just there was nothing
2: happening, and there was nothing. Ian, if you didn't think that was fun, you could have came and hung out in South Bend with us.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you guys were having a blast on there. Dakota and I hung out in South Bend.
3: Hey, if you didn't think that wasn't fun, you could have stayed at home with me.
0: Yeah, true. Zach was at home. Zach, you did go to Detroit, though. I did. It's America's park. America. (laughs)
3: Can uh, about the hardships that you went through, like through your injury and then even coming back from it too?
0: Like with my knee? Yeah. Like where do you want me to start from when it happened?
3: Yeah. Just, you know, like the beginning of the year, wasn't it? When you were in
0: Arizona, right? It was the last game of spring training.
3: Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I had had a, a down year the year before because I tore my pec the last week of spring training the previous year. And so I just dealt with that all year. Um and so I came in the spring I had a gr- like great spring and I was like all right fresh start you know let's go and then the last game I slipped on home plate and snapped my knee and basically tore my ACL LCL partial of my PCL my hamstring and my IT band where they connect and I tore it all off. And so my season was over wow. and like it was just a grind like you know there's like I've had injuries my whole career like little ones but never one where you're like is this going to change who I am? Or like, am I ever going to play again? Like that's kind of where I was at where it's a weird thing to go through. And so the rehab was hard, man. Like doctors were like, I don't know if you're going to straighten your leg again. Like your strength in your quad, like just all these like ifs, right. With there's like all the other injuries were like, well, if you just do this, you'll be back. You'll be fine. Right. And so like, I kept hitting checkpoints. And then by the end of the year, I was like, man, I'm, I think I'm going to be back to normal. And, uh, it, it was still like, still when I played in spring training, when I came in, there was so many things I had to like experience to believe that I could still do it. Like I had to hit a Homer, like, uh, I think I hit one in live BP was like, Oh, like I can still do that. You know, like slide. Oh, it's fine. Like all these tiny things that you take for granted that you're just wondering if like you can still do. And so like, I had a really good spring and out and it gave me like this ton of confidence like man, I'm really going to help this team win this year. And man, the shutdown just like killed me um, right. and trying to restart that. But man, it was like, once we started back up, like getting that first hit in my first AB off of Wade Miley, I was like, I was super emotional because of everything that I had just gone through. And uh, it was insane. I just didn't know if I was ever going to play again. And then with the shutdown, I was like, I don't know how it's going to go. Um uh, but it the shutdown helped with like a little more healing, but it mm-hmm. threw off like all of like the timing and stuff I've been working for. Clearly that didn't affect me in the same way, you know, <laughs> as it affected me. That
1: was a that was a really cool moment as a teammate to be able to experience you getting your first hit back. Obviously, as somebody who hasn't gone through that, you don't, you can't possibly understand what it's like to take an entire year off, and to go through that entire process and how hard you work to come back. But to see the emotion after, because I think you had doubled and then scored, yeah, right? and then you came into the dugout and were pretty emotional after that. And that was like, that was cool. It was cool just to like give you a hug and be like, "That's fucking awesome!" Like that, like that yeah. part of it, teammate, was a really cool
0: experience. And that's, that's, like, how, like, I feel like part of it was how I bonded so quickly with everyone was, like, I noticed that, like, after that moment, like, everyone came and gave me a hug, you know? Like, it wasn't like I was just, like, emotional on the side and, like, then I went out and played. Like, everybody felt that. And I felt that, that everybody cared about me. And that's when, like, I was like, man, I, these guys are awesome up here, you know? Um, so that was fun. You know, hitting the homer off of Kniebel in the top of the eighth.
1: Huge homer. Yeah. That
0: was, like... Another thing, like I was like, I just, I can't believe that I can still do this. That that was the final piece where I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this game for a while still. Like I'm fine, I can run, everything is normal. Um And then Theo let me go, so. That was cool.
2: <laughs> but hey, we're mending the fences. We're, we're, we're mending. To Jed.
0: I do think Theo is a fantastic person, by the way. Just a side note. Yeah. Sort of.
3: Hey, wait, <laughs> cover what you were saying before. That's smart. That's comfortable. Cover all the bases.
0: Yeah. yeah it's Steven, fun.
1: do you want to, do you want to talk at all about your attempts to throw the ball to the fans in the rooftops across the street?
0: I remember there seeing were many about this on Twitter. There were many attempts and that's what Twitter doesn't realize is, um, the fans didn't get any of those balls. <laughs> um,
1: I don't think they caught one.
0: No, I don't think there was one. There's probably some holes in cars for sure. Um, or at least one in a pizza deep dish, I would assume. Um, the funniest part about all of those throws is every time I threw the ball, it was like Hobby was watching the whole flight of the ball and would yell at me, "Nope!" <laughs> like they didn't get it. Like every time. Well, because
1: you you as the right fielder can't really see exactly where you're trying to throw it. I'm just I'm just chucking. It's pretty blind because when you look, blindly throwing a ball
2: as far as you can over the fence. Yeah, so he would be in
1: right field, into the
3: middle, into the middle of a city too. Yeah,
1: yeah, (laughs) and he would turn, and when you look up, you can't really see the bleachers across the street, but you know the vicinity of where they are. So he would turn and let it rip, and as the center fielder being (laughs) next to him, you could see the flight. Like as soon as it left his hand, you could see it going right down the street like it's going directly down sheffield and this thing's gonna land on somebody's head walking their dog as opposed to actually getting to a fan
0: so it just started to fade like a nice little draw you know or a fade. yeah,
1: yeah. and you could, you could see the people in the bleachers with their hands up and they would immediately just look and just <laughs> watch it go down the street hmm. but there but there were great attempts
0: the great, the great fans of Chicago. I just tried to bless them with a the ball, and unfortunately, I just gripped a two-seam too many times. <laughs> you know, that's what ended up happening. Those were good times. The, the funny one, too, that I don't know if they showed it, but there was a a ball that was, like, fouled off, and it landed, like, in front of the Ivy. And I, like, picked it up, and I, I joked, like, I was just going to stick it in the Ivy and r- r- walk away. And like the um, first base umpire, like, must not have seen me pick, pull the ball back out. Like, I didn't do that. And he's like, Hey, you can't do that. I'm like, It's right here, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it out. But Rizzo was like dying laughing the whole time watching them.
1: Rizzo, Rizzo really enjoyed your right field antics.
0: Oh, man. It's just another thing that I probably wouldn't have done with 40,000 people there, but it was just like, I'm either going to be miserable out here. Picking grass or I'm going to try and and have some fun.
1: Yeah, make it enjoyable.
0: Yeah, because when the pitch starts, I'm obviously locked in and I'm serious. But in between pitches, I'm like, you know, man, yeah. 2020, I wonder how many COVID cases are in Chicago today. You know, with, or so I wonder. Nothing,
1: no fans to look at or anything. There's nothing, just nothing to do out there.
0: Nothing to do. You know, somebody, I could have grabbed a piece of popcorn. There's nothing, you know. <laughs> I've had some funny interactions with some fans, though.
1: What's your favorite favorite fan interaction?
0: So, I was in Toronto, and they were the worst. This is when they were really good, and they were fun to play. Um, and the fans were crazy because they are—they're like hockey fans in Canada, right? They don't know what baseball is. They just know there's a, a game going on, and it must might as well be hockey. And so they get you know blistered drunk, and um, there's one guy was on the line. The foul line, left field line, and in in Toronto, it's kind of like Wrigley, but it the there's a little foul line, and then it kind of runs like along the wall. So except that the wall is low there, so you can jump over and try and run. So somebody hit like a foul ball, and this was like ten rows deep, and this guy had been wearing me out from the first inning, um, and talking about my mom. And all this stuff and so I just start sprinting over there like full sprint like I'm watching the ball and I look out of my eye where he is and I run right at him and I jump for the ball and this ball's balls 10 rows deep boys like I'm not catching this ball and I don't even put my glove up if you, you can find the video I don't even put my glove up and I just swan dive like this with my forearm like this and I knock the guy's beer in his face goes all over and I go oh I'm so sorry sir so sorry so sorry let me get somebody to playing that up for you right here and i just ran back that was my best moment <laughs> i don't think I, i'm gonna have to look up that video
1: yeah i'm gonna find that
0: everybody asked me like dude why'd you die for that and i was like oh, i just thought i had to play you know yeah
1: guy was talking about my mom
0: it's no big <laughs> deal i video. thought i could get to that one yeah, yeah yeah seven rows deep ten rows deep i mean this ball's not even close i mean it was up there
1: we're it gonna to awesome. overlay that video with this story. at the you have to, yes. Wait, what it's
0: it's about, what, what, there was a clip of you. Wasn't it in Tampa
3: Bay when you dove for a ball. That I think that was, was okay. It
0: <laughs> There's it a was play. in Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. Stephen whips a ball by 20 yards. <laughs> it was closer than it looked.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: that's All right. So cool. <laughs> it, the sun was out. There was. It was a lot of wind that day It' was a cross
1: high energy effort guy
0: it was a cross, It was a crosswind, like thirty <laughs> miles an hour, and it was a huge slice that played. I mean, sue a guy for trying to make a hustle play for yeah, coach. like I'm just trying to do it off for the team or something like that <laughs> so what happened what really happened was <laughs> it was Kenny's Vargas was hitting and I was shifted like on the left side of the base. And in Minnesota, the lights are, are pretty low. Like, and the ball gets in there all the time. And so Kenny's hits this ball. And I, I don't think I've ever had a ball like this where it went up and it was gone. Like I, but I knew it was like somewhat in my direction. There's
1: Um, nothing. There's also nothing worse than this feeling.
0: Nothing worse. And there's nothing worse than watching some slap out there go like this. (laughs) And it lands like right next to him. Right. So I'm like, I'm not going to be that slap. Like, that's not me. Like I'm hustle guy. Right. So I start running over and I'm like, I don't know where this ball's at. And so in spring training in 2012, I had switched to be an outfielder and we were running this drill and the sunball drill where we had two outfielders converging and we put it right in the sun. And so my stupid behind when I was young was, Oh, I'll just keep running and it'll come out, right? It didn't come out, and it hit me in the face. <laughs> and I just kept running. It hit me in the face, and I just kept going like nothing happened. <laughs> and so, so I'm like, all right, that is never happening again. So I have these two incidents of like I'm not letting this ball drop, and I'm, this ball's not hit me in the face, right? So I'm like, what do I got to do? I'm going to run in the direction, and I'm going to slide, right? And Everybody's going to think, oh, great effort, great effort, you know? Almost had it. Well, little do I know. I look up and Kiermeyer's in the ball in center field. You know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> then they replay it up on the thing like six times, and I'm like, okay, that's enough, Minnesota. Then I come to home plate, and they're replaying it again. Hey, oh. you're about to hit. Yes, and I get a standing ovation for the for the worst dive. And I'm like, this is not. I turn to Jason Cash, and I'm like, I, I don't want this. No, I'm not acknowledging this. I don't want an a standing ovation for the worst play anyone's ever seen. And then I hit a tater. That oh. at bat, and then I got booed the whole way around. Oh,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> so it was a sequence of events that was good. And Ricky Weeks, I remember coming in and Ricky Weeks just stared at me. You know, like that side stare, like, what in the world is this fool doing the whole time? And that's the Minnesota story. Are the lights in Minnesota as bad as
1: the lights in Detroit? No, the lights in Detroit are worse. I lost when we were playing Detroit this year. I lost a hand, like over the course of
0: three games, a handful. Oh, yeah. I remember and watching he, you. My heart fell for you.
1: Yeah. Mickey, <laughs> Mickey hit one, like his patented, like inside out with two yes. strikes. And as soon as it went up, I was like, I can't see it. It's gone.
0: That's was, the worst feeling like, as an outfielder. Yeah.
1: I, I ran in and I slid, and like it was like I was like five feet away from it. <laughs>
0: Like, no, I you love know. that. I love that. Dude, speaking of lights, this is a funny story. In the Dominican, okay, the lights go out all the time, all the time. And so it was the ninth inning of my second-to-last game, and Hunter Strickland is pitching down there. And I'm on de- – or I'm up, but, like, I'm waiting in between innings. And I'm walking to home plate, and the lights behind home plate go out. So I'm like, all right, we're going to be into a delay, like, 20, 30 minutes wait for this at bat and the coaches come together and then they leave and the umpire tells hunter to keep throwing and i'm like hold on are we we're gonna play yeah we'll one rolling. one light's fine poppy two lights we, we stop no no, no 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 this this light is right behind home plate now this is not in the, the right field lights i'm like i can't see anything it's like hitting in the dark out here and the Strickland, lights
1: Strickland's are on like ninety-five ninety eight too.
0: Okay, yeah. So I'm like, all right. So I'm just gonna go in there and just try and guess fastball because I'm not gonna be able to see the spin. Like, I'm gonna look for the ball and swing. Yeah, what does he do? He throws me three breaking balls and I go back to the dugout. Like, oh I appreciate it, Hunter. It's American on American crime right there. <laughs> Unbelievable.
1: It's illegal in another country.
0: I know. Gringo on gringo.
1: Steven, you've been an absolutely exceptional
0: guest. Thank you guys. This was uh this was a blast.
1: That was Steven Souza Jr., one of my favorite teammates of all time. His energy in the 2020 season and his constant comedy, just fantastic. And
2: that interview was one of my favorites.
3: You've been playing him for so long, and it did not disappoint.
1: I think that was the most that I've laughed
2: at a guest. When he kept saying, like, he was talking about the Dominican, <laughs> he was talking about, like, the Tarantulas, he goes, it was fun. Yeah, it was great. I had a great time. It was fun.
3: The lights going off, I knew as soon as he said the lights went off, I was like, There's, they're going to make them play. They're playing. Yeah.
1: There's no way they stopped the game. Yeah. We're going to have to I put think, some of those. you should have to,
2: you know, give the pitcher a chance out there. Help
3: us out a little 100 cutters with no lights.
1: Yeah, seriously. Some of those stories that he talked about and some of those videos, uh, we will definitely be uploading those together, and they'll be hilarious. Yes. Let's... Um... Say that we love Parse because we do love Parse. When I say Parse, you say rum. Parse. Rum. rum. Nice job, Dakota. Um
2: Zach's probably on his phone, not listening. Should...
1: Oh, quick update. Quick update. This is our last we're off next week. This is our first off week since we started the podcast.
2: Podcasters need to break too. They podcasters get holidays too.
1: Yes. So we're gonna we
3: have Dakota, look at that.
1: You we're say? just gonna take the one week off.
3: We have just giving us off for the holidays.
2: I know he's such a good guy.
1: And then we'll be back after New Year's. We'll be back on the fifth. That's right. Screen time. Parse.
2: Rum. Screen time.
1: Rum. Ooh. Ooh. One 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 one. Two thirty. 230.
2: Three thirty one. Two thirty eight. Let's go. It's back to back wins. Come on. Wow. Pretty good.
1: <laughs> Don't forget that obvious shirts has Parse t-shirts. They have. Other T-shirts. They have coffee T-shirts. Compound hats. Compound hats.
3: Which is one of my favorites.
2: And don't forget, if you buy a bottle of Parse, you also plant a tree. I mean, if that's the kind of thing you're into, saving the earth, I don't know. If that's the cool thing now is to save the earth, I'd say you probably should buy, buy some Parse.
1: Drink Parse for this. Drink Parse for this holiday season. Gift Parse this holiday season. That's right. I love Parse. You love Parse. Rum. You love Parse. Rum. Rum. That's episode 43. Three? Yep. 43 with our man, Steven Souza Jr. Definitely not coming to you live from the compound. Everybody have a good holiday, and we'll see you after the new year. That's it for the compound in 2020.